From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 151. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's, an exceptional shave at a fraction of the price. Warby Parker, glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone. And Dudak Modern Goods, fantastic pen storage made in the USA from solid walnut. From London, England, my name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined across the pond from Hotlanta, Mr. Brad Dowdy. <laughs> it's sad being so far away, Mike. I've, I've had a I've had a rough come down this week. It's a weird feeling, right? Like it's totally weird. I don't know how I feel. Like I'm sad. I'm really tired. Like jet lag is 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 running amok with me. But um, yeah. So it's a super just you know overload this weekend. All of good things, right? It was just like completely high, completely pegged the whole weekend. And then to get back into the normal life, which is completely fine, you know, but getting back into that routine has been really, really hard for me after this great weekend of events here in Atlanta. So it was uh, it was amazing. But then trying to get back to normal after that, I'm having a really difficult time. Because for me, like, it's not even just so much that we had fun, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were working hard. Like, right. And I don't know. I don't know how much, or if all how like we, because I don't really remember a lot of the episode last week. It was kind of a bit of a blur. Um, but we were like full bore for three days. Like yes, the pen show, like exhibiting at the pen show, is exhausting. Yeah, there was no slowdown at all. I mean, because we weren't just exhibiting. Um, you know, we had a bunch of friends there from yep. the pen addict and the Kickstarter campaign. And then we had a bunch of knock side stuff to do, like partying. And then we just had, you know, and the show and the show and then just hanging out with friends, which I felt like almost gave that part short shrift just because I was so tied yeah. up with everything else. And, you know, I, I certainly don't have any regrets or disappointments, but I would have liked to have a whole day of nothing just to hang out with people. That would have been super cool. But I think uh, everyone else uh, accomplished that pretty well. Yeah. I mean, because like even because like, obviously what the Sunday hadn't happened when we recorded, like, so Sunday evening, me and Brad just, like, hid away for, for an hour <laughs> or two when I had dinner, because it was yeah. just like, I love everyone, but I just need to, <laughs> I just yeah. need to calm down for a bit, you know? <laughs> That's totally right. I mean, it's, um, it, it was, even at dinner, we, like, we, like, talked about, we finally got to talk a little bit about businessy stuff, not that we were doing stuff, but we finally got to have conversation separate from pin show stuff and even then at dinner we were both like kind of like sunken in our seats just like taking deep breaths like whoo yeah <laughs> good to be sitting exactly. here and just chilled for a second because usually i uh, like when i go to conferences and things like that i will take a time maybe once a day or once every couple of days to just be on my own for a little bit like it's something that I do and it, it I think many people are like this because I think we're all a bit introverted in our own way and, and just so I can just take a bit of time relax like just recharge but mm-hmm. that we, we couldn't do that like because and, and mainly because we were at the booth right selling yeah because like Saturday was the busiest day it ended up being which mm-hmm. was good because I couldn't have taken that again on Sunday because there was less <laughs> of us but like I have to say though like I'm so coming back next year. Like the the Atlanta Yay. Pen Show is is on my calendar now. It's just a thing that I'm gonna be at. That's awesome. It was um it was really, really amazing. I mean, just there was just nothing but just awesomeness. So and we're we're gonna talk about that awesomeness today because, you know, we did our, our show last weekend from the show and we talked about it. 
And I figured there'd be a lot of follow-up um, from the listeners just on that, you know, whole whole thing. So we're going to dig in a little bit deeper today and, and answer some of those questions that everyone had that we didn't necessarily get to. I mean, we could have gone on for a couple hours at the pin show for sure. So um, you you ready to get into it and, um, you know, talk about uh, some, some, some things from the show? Yeah, this is good because basically we have like a huge question and answer right today, which, right. Is, which is good because I think we got a lot of people wanting to know stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to start off with the, the one thing that we've talked about that's actually not on the list. It was a big purchase for you, not just um, in the type of pen, but in the style of filling system. So you went to Franklin Christoph and you bought a pen that you can use as an eyedropper, which you were super scared of just mm-hmm. in us talking, you know, how would that work and things like that. So why don't you give us an, an eyedropper update because a lot of people have been asking, you know, from a, a, a beginner's perspective. So this is the Franklin Christoph Model 2, right, that, that mm-hmm. I have here. Um, I have to say one thing that I'm not 100% sold on the nib. Mm-hmm. Um, which which nib did you get? I, I don't even remember. The Masayama Grind Medium mm-hmm. Cursive Italic. Okay. I should have had him tune it mm-hmm. because in some angles it's a little scratchy and in other angles it's it's great. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because, you know, with me being a lefty, these things can be a bit wonky sometimes. Sure. But like if I kind of, if just depending on the way I angle the pen depends on how it writes because sometimes it scratches, other times it's smooth yes. like butter. Yeah, so with that cursive italic nib, it's got some sharp edges. So the one thing we failed on was getting you some micro mesh and just a few little swipes of the the micro mesh um, will smooth that out um, okay. for what you. What is that? It's the little sandpaper, little squares. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what we were writing on the sandpaper. Where can I get that? Um, you can order it from all kinds of pen vendors online. Can you find me one? Yep. Because yeah. I don't really I'll know get what you I'm looking for. You know what? I need to order some, so I'll get you some, and I'll just ship it over to you. That'd be great. Because basically, if I write like a normal person, mm-hmm. it's really, really nice. But if I do it in my crazy hook hand, yeah, that's where I start to find some problems. Yeah. Like Mark Backus mentioned in the chat, maybe you should have gotten a stub, which is going to be the same sort of line variation, not as extreme, but with more rounded corners but yeah. it the micro mesh i even me who loves the cur- the sharpness of the cursive italic even i've had to tone down the edges on some of mine just because they do get a little bit sharp if you're not like spot on and a medium cursive italic is actually a really fine one you know comparatively speaking um you know that's a very fine line so yeah it's good so what do you think about the eyedropper process itself in carrying an eyedropper pen so I had I I opened it up and I took out the um the black ink cartridge that was inside. This, I hate black ink so much cuz you change it to a color it just ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> um yep, could, I always have to clean extra, get extra clean in, in black inks. Cuz even if you think you've cleaned it, you've never cleaned it enough. Yep. Um so I yeah, so I have the Franklin Christoph Model 2, cleaned it all out, um, and I bought a special ink just for this pen. Mm-hmm. Did I did I tell you about this? I bought uh yes, you bought a red ink, but I can't remember yeah, what it was. Yeah, I bought Diamine Red Dragon. Yeah, cool. Because I basically I wanted something that looked like blood. <laughs> right? I mean that's what I like. There's, I, there's, there's something no better pen. Yeah. yeah, there's no better pen for showing blood. 
because what I was going for is something like because it's like the smoky and the ice. I wanted something red like fire, but I wanted like a blood colored ink just because I think it looks really cool. Right. Um, and I. It was. Do you know what? How, how, it was so easy, man. I I got some of the silicon grease. I can't remember who bought me the silicon grease. Someone threw it at you. Yeah, someone I, threw it, it at me. It it might, I think it was. I think it was Punky. I think it was Casey. Do you know what? I think it was Casey. I, I thought yeah, it was either he, Casey or Thomas. Someone someone basically bought me some uh some silicon grease from the Andersons and just threw it at me. I caught it and it was like, now you don't have an excuse. Oh yeah, yeah. look, I see Punky in the chat room. You have no excuse, Mike. Yeah, it was uh, him. You, you definitely made sure of that, Punky. I appreciate that. So I actually used the stuff that he bought me. I got a little um, Q-tip and mm-hmm. uh, I greased it up. Uh, I probably put on more than I needed to because I was so scared. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to overdo it. That stuff works well. And then I used the pipette. Um, uh-huh. Is that what you call them? Yes. Cool. Um, couple of couple of just like squeeze drop, squeeze drop. Just screwed it up, and it's great. Seems to be yeah. fine. I have no problems with it at all. Um, pipettes as a filling system is way better than most other things. It's not. It's well, completely the, clean. That's the the cult of eyedropper now that you're you're part of. Just um, the actual filling and cleaning and ease of use. That whole that whole uh, system is really really simple. It's one of the most simple um, there is. It's just a tiny bit more intimidating than slapping a cartridge or a converter into a pen, right? Yeah, I think it's way intimidating. Like, Yeah. Because there is this part of me that's like, I could leak, but anyway, sure. I'm, I'm confident in it. It looks fantastic. It's fit purpose, you know? Um, but I just need to now tune this nib up a little bit. But yep. even if I don't like it, I have other Franklin Christoph pens. I could just take the nib out and replace it. Sure. Um, but ideally, I would like to just do that. And now I know that I can, can do something to kind of take the, the sharpness off, then I'll... Yeah. And now you're going to send me some, which is even better because I don't know what I'm buying. Um, great. That's fantastic. And then that will be perfectly tuned up. I'm writing a note right now no. in my eyedropper, with my eyedropper pen. What have you got right there? It's the the models, Franklin Kirchhoff Model 66 that I bought at the show. I love that one, man. Yeah. I really, really like that one. I had to deliberate, but I decided I wanted a full size. Yep. No, that's good. To a, I, the, the one you bought, I don't have, and I'm I'm jealous, and that's on my shopping list now too. So that's a great design. Because that one, that one that you have, that's definitely for me more like an everyday pen, and I mm-hmm. wasn't looking for that. I was looking for, and I was just looking for the best eyedropper pen I could get. Sure, like that's what I was after. I wanted just the to be able to show off a pen like that, and in it's like purest form or whatever and and like i have it in my ink like in my not my ink uh my cube and Mm -hmm. uh we'll talk about those in a bit uh i have and uh (laughs) it just looks great like because i can still see like the top of the the pen with the 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 um eyedropper there like it looks really great i love it yeah you need to take a, a picture of your end results if you haven't already yeah that's a good idea i'll do that and i'll put it in the show notes Throw it up on Instagram. Yep. So, Amy all right. Well, well, right now as I do it. Cool. Well, let's get into some of these some of these questions, and we'll hit as many as we can. We got a huge ton of them, but um, I think it's all good stuff. Um, so, Christine Ritter on on Twitter asked, "Did the show inspire any new Grail pins?" And this was a a, a really good conversation that we always have about Grail pins. And explain what that is. For people that yeah, don't know. so it's like a 
the ultimate pin for you. So, you know, whether it's the design or the materials or the company or the vintage, you know, whatever this pin style that speaks to you the most and then like something that will really fulfill your needs um, in writing and usage and just in beauty and something that really, really speaks to you on a personal level, um, you know, is a kind of a grail pen. You know, people search these things out. Um, it's not necessary. It can be, you know, a mainline production pen. That's completely fine for a grail pen, you know, but it's always something you're striving to obtain. And, you know, I've talked about it in the past where it, I feel like it takes a little bit of an extra to get that grail pin, you know, whether it's saving up or hunting down, or there's always going to be a story behind a grail pin. Um, so did you, did you have anything? Because I did have something. Yeah, I do. Um, and it's the, huh, we're going to do this right now. Uh, now, now I know what it is. It, I didn't know what it is before I said it. Now, once you started talking, I know what it is. Uh, I have found my Nakaya. Yeah. And who corrected us? Tell everyone who corrected us. Well, Lee Reyes and, and Thomas Hall, for sure. Yep, they really wanted to make it clear that it's not Nakaya, as we've been saying for so long. And it was funny, because me and you were talking, and it was like, I realized that I only know these things because you tell me how to say them. Sure. So like, if you tell me them wrong, then I'll just say them wrong. Yep. Um, but yeah, I've decided on my Nakaya. This is after uh, Lee and Thomas were basically showing us through a bunch of different things. And basically, Thomas, in his way that he does, <laughs> made me choose. Because <laughs> right? he, And he was right in what he was saying, and I agree with him. You're never going to see this many in one place at one time. So if you want to get one, choose it now. And I mm-hmm. was like... As crazy as it is, yeah, I will. And he made me choose everything. He made me choose the the design, the body size, and the nib as well. Mm-hmm. So I would like a Nakaya Piccolo Cigar Negoro Nuno Hon Kataji with a soft fine nib. And that's basically, we've spoken about it on the show, that's the Nakaya that you have. Right. The orange piccolo with it looks like it people think it's cracked when i take a picture of it i took a picture of it last night not realizing we'd be talking about it today and people on instagram were saying oh no (laughs) and i'm like wait no it's supposed to be like that (laughs) because effectively what they do is and again man talking to thomas about this stuff is just the best thing we need to have him on the show yeah we should i can't believe we've never done that I've talked to him about it before, and and we will certainly do it. He's just been gone so much that um, I'll, I'll get him uh, and get him on the show for sure. And basically, what what is it called? The I, the idea behind the pen, wabi sabi. Right, and it's effectively the idea that that um, things get broken, but there's a beauty in it. Right, right. Because basically, this isn't like an effect. What they do is they put the like the material like I, I, the only thing I can think is like acrylic, but it's not acrylic, but it's got a specific yeah. name. That they layer it on to the pen. Irushi. Irushi. That's it. They layer the Irushi. It's all coming back to me now. Sitting in the hotel bar. Yeah, um, it's over Irushi over an ebonite core. And then they scratch the Irushi away, and mm-hmm. every single one of these pens is different, right? Because they're all done by hand, and I I'm in love with it because I love how it looks and I love the story behind it um, and that's the pen that I want but I'm not just going to buy it for myself 
So I have made a decision when it comes to grail pens for me personally. I award them to myself when I achieve something. Mm-hmm. So I haven't set that achievement yet. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, but when I, like having a having a pen custom made for me, which is what I did with my Edison, with my Menlo, that was going to be something that I really wanted to do one day. And I gave it I gave it to myself as a gift when we founded Relay. So that mm-hmm. was a pen that I bought for myself because we did that. So I need to have some sort of achievement. It can be anything, but just something that I need to work towards. Then once I've achieved it, I'm going to buy myself this pen because it's not cheap. It's like $750. Right. Um. I mean, that's effectively what I paid, like all in all for my Edison. Um. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I want to wait until I get to the point where I've where I've achieved something that I feel deemed worthy to award myself with this pen. Because it's, you know, for some people, grail pens are hard to find pens. They're not hard to find. You can buy them on nibs.com. Like, you can get them. Right. They're in stock. Like, you know, you can just buy them. Um, But I don't don't want to yet. Cool. No, I think that's good. I mean, it it should mean something to you. Um, You know, and um, yeah, I I obviously love the one that you picked out. Because you, yeah, I mean... Part of the reason that I want it is because I saw yours and, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that really helped. But there's just so much about it now that it's like, yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. So I found a Grail nib, actually, which comes attached to a pen, which also happens to be a Nokia. Um, I want an, uh, an elastic nib on oh, one yeah. of my... One of mine. I never had the opportunity to choose one before, and it's a pretty expensive upgrade on an already expensive pen. So I never um, was interested in it. But those elastic nibs that they make, and I got to try about three or four of them. It's really something else, and I didn't know what to expect. It's it's really really cool. So I'm gonna. That's my next grail is a, a new. Um nokia just what i need in with a really really unique special nib can you so, explain what uh, what an elastic nib is because I, I so personally never heard of them so yeah it's essentially their take on a flex nib and what happens is the nib meisters cut notches up on the sides like on the i don't know with that area of the nib they're just like this cut out like probably one or two centimeters deep you know it's kind of large and i'll see if i can find a picture we can put in the show notes just to show the picture but that allows for that nib to have a huge amount of flex a really wide range of flex in the nib but what i found interesting was just for normal writing it's not really flexing you you do have to put a little you do have to push it a little bit to get that flex so you can so you can write very well with it in its normal whatever you get, you know, if you get a fine nib, you can write very fine, just like normal. And then once you push it, it really goes to town on this, um, on the flex and, um, they call it elastic. So, um, you know, it definitely has some bounce back to it. I found a Vimeo video by Lee. (laughs) Shocking. That I'm going to put in the show notes. So, um, I'll also put it in the chat room so you can see how, how it actually works and how it like, I've never seen anything like it. I really liked it, and I kind of want one because the idea of it is really interesting, but I don't... 
it's not like enough that I would want to buy them. But like you press down and it's the softest. It's got like a bounce and a springiness to it. Mm-hmm. Almost feels like you're going to break it. You know? Right. But it, it snaps back real well. Yep. Um, snaps back perfectly. And uh, I was shocked how much I liked it. So that's at the top of my list for who knows when, you know. Um, not in the very near term, but I've been burned saying that before, but I just don't, you know, after the pin show, I'm not shopping for pins as I was, you know, leading up to the pin show right now. So, you know, late this year, something like that. So who knows? It's on the radar and it's something I really want to add to the collection. So I think that's pretty neat. All right. We got, we got a million other questions. Do you have something else? Uh, grail wise, I'm sure. Do you want me to talk about a sponsor? Yeah. Um, grail wise. No. Okay. No, that's the only thing I came away with. Um, yeah, I think really so too. Wanting. I think so too. You know, I, I can't, I can't bring myself to purchase a Mont Blanc. I always find them to be too expensive relative to like the other things I need. I've always said I want to own a Mont Blanc fountain pen, but I never just, it, it always gets pushed down the list. So yeah, like we saw some cool ones, but it's like, uh, right, like it's like. Right. I don't want, you know, I don't want it. Like, yeah. Like, I own one. I mean, we've been through this before. Um, it's one of the composer ones. I think it might be Mozart. I can't remember which one it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm happy that I have it, and it really needs to be properly cleaned. And I did that. Do you remember I, I kind of cleaned it out and made it yep. work a bit better again? Yep. Um, And I'm pleased that I have it, but, like, I'm not interested in it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. not, not just a thing, really. Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. All right, let's talk about some uh, hot hotel room bathroom counter action. Sounds like a great idea. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Harry's. For many of us, shaving can just suck. Like, not only is it extremely difficult to actually try and buy razor blades because they're locked in these cabinets in drugstores, it can be uncomfortable. You know, it, it can hurt the pocket because of the price. It can hurt your face because of nicks and cuts and scrapes and stuff like that. And this is what Harry's is all about. It's about taking all of that pain away. They make good quality blades. They have a great um, German factory that they that they found and, and they use their blades. It's absolutely fantastic. They own the factory now. So you're not going to get the scrapes and nicks and cuts and one of the one of the reasons that happens to people is because they use their blades for too long so harry's blades are really cheap so you can replace them more quickly they're about like they're about half the price of some yeah. of their competitors so you can replace them more often this and because they're half the price or it's also not going to hurt your wallet so much it's a really interesting way of doing things you can change over your blade more frequently they come to your door they're shipped to your door for free it's all just great stuff they have a really fantastic starter set $15 is going to get you one of their razors their razors look great they've got this like different kind of look to them they're like really kind of retro cool it's uh, I think I heard John Gruber say this uh, that they're kind of like this the madman kind of idea you know like this mm-hmm. kind of like madman cool so it's like it looks old but it's actually new um, so they've got that but also for that 15 bucks you're going to get either the moisturizing shave cream or foaming shave gel and three razor blades on average an everyday shaver is going to save $150 a year using Harry's blades and your satisfaction is guaranteed now Brad mentioned about Atlanta bathroom stuff because <laughs> the Atlanta our bathroom was full of Harry's products because yeah on, we should have just people. done it. We should have just done a trunk show in our bathroom for Harry's. Yep. 
<laughs> because we both use the stuff um and not because they sponsor the show because it's really good stuff like i've mentioned it before i used harry's before they were even a sponsor of the show just because i haven't found anything better it's it's the best shaving experience i've had i'm uh I'm a big fan of the handles, the blades, and I use the shave cream and the aftershave lotion, and I just uh, keep reordering that stuff whenever I'm out. shows up in just a few days, and um, I travel with it, obviously, and um, yeah, so it, it uh, took up uh, counter space in our hotel room over the weekend just because it's that good. Yep, it was all over the place. Which is, which is a good thing. And it, well, the bathroom always smell good. <laughs> you can experience a clean, close, comfortable shave with Harry's. Go to harrys.com right now and they'll give you $5 off if you use the coupon code PENADDICT with your first purchase. So that's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com and enter the code PENADDICT at checkout. That'll get you $5 off so you can start shaving better today. But they have a new product, Brad. I don't know if you've seen this. It's a little Harry's stand. They call it the Stan which oh, is no, quite funny. It's a, it. it's a little block of aluminium um, that you can set down and it's got some little rubber feet on it and you can just stand your razor up in there. It's called the stand, which I like it. I like the name. Cool. It's clever. It's the stand stand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. You can you can go nice. and grab that for yourself if, you, if you're interested in it. Um, so there you go. So thanks so much to Harry's uh, for sponsoring this week. Yeah, that's that's way more bathroom talk than I'd ever thought we'd have on this show. <laughs> but I'm I'm good with that. I I'm good with that. So, all right, let's talk about a, f- a few more things. We got we got a bunch to uh, I want to get to, especially so I can ask you some questions. So, we talked last episode about your nib work with Mike Masayama, and so we're not going to rehash that. But uh, the question is, and from Leslie, and I'm kind of uh, paraphrasing what she's asking here: Would you do it again? Oh, that shadow of a doubt. Like okay. My Edison has gone from a pen that made me sad to a pen that makes me incredibly happy. Mm-hmm. Because now okay. it's a dream to use. Like, right. I'm, I'm using it right now, and it's super <laughs> smooth, and, and I love it so much. Yeah. The one pen I've not been able to try out that Masayama got for me was the Sailor. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Why? I left the converter in Atlanta. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I've had to order one on Amazon. Okay. It's the only place oh. I could find one, so I don't know when that's going to arrive. Well, I'll order you an extra. I'll put that in the micro mesh order because I, I need to buy, order a bunch of supplies. Yeah, because it's one uh, of those like ones that. where it could I, take, I need that too. You know, when they say like shipping between the 1st of May and the 29th of May, and it's like, nah, yeah. that's not helpful. That's so, funny. Way to go. But yeah, so there you go. There's something else. <laughs> also from Leslie, is there anything you didn't buy at the show that you regret? J- like, just did not regret, but like, oh, if I had more money or, you know, or whatever. Just before we move on from that quickly, you should yeah. talk to Jeff because he's mailing me a package. Because oh, okay. I, I left a couple of things in the shop, <laughs> so he's sending them to me. So you might want well, to club that together. No, knowing Jeff, those are gone. I mean, he probably knocked that right out. So I don't even have this stuff. I got to order it for myself. So. Yeah, that's a yeah, good point. Good. He asked my address today, so it's probably already on the way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he just sent me a, a, a message today asking my address. And he was like, aside from the things you forgot, is there anything else you want me to put in this order? That was all he said. And I was like, no, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, all right. So did you leave anything behind at the show that just didn't come home with you? I didn't buy anything vintage, mm-hmm. um, which was prob- not a mistake, but it was something that I maybe should have done. Because again, like all the stuff that I bought, I could have just bought online. Uh, but no, I, I don't feel like I've missed anything. 
in that, yeah, in that same, regard. Same here. Like, I got exactly what I wanted, didn't overspend um, my budget, and didn't have to have anything that I, I didn't come home with. So that's uh, that's always a success. You know, if you feel like you left that show and you, you got some things that you wanted and, um, you know, um, it, it was perfect. So I, anything else would have been just spending money to spend money, which I never liked doing. So, yep. All right. Um, Brandon asks, most interesting, funniest reaction from those who weren't listeners. I have a, I have a good one. Okay. So, and I, I told this, I think I told this story last episode, but it's really just the older crowd, if you will. And I hate saying that. I don't want to be uh, ageist or whatever, but they were really confused about how, you know, the, this was happening at their, <laughs> at their pin show. Um, so the people that didn't listen to the podcast, um, there was one gentleman who, um, and his name's Tom. He did the uh, he does this newsletter for the I think it's the Southeast Pen Collectors Club. Mark Backus can correct me, um, but he wanted to get some pictures of us and talk about it and talk about you know the podcast and knock and things like that, so he could put it in his newsletter. And then we recorded the podcast on Saturday, and then we you released it that night, and a bunch of people listened to it. And I saw Tom and his wife. I think his wife's name is D. I saw them the next morning. And Tom mentioned that he listened to the show and it was wonderful and your, you know, enthusiasm's contagious. And then D came up to the tape not code table later on that day. And she said she couldn't sleep last night, so she decided to listen to the podcast. And she had so much fun listening to the show that it just ended up keeping her up her more that night because she was so excited about it. And, you know, it it was cool to see that um, that type of reaction from them who who really hadn't listened to it. And I feel like they got it immediately. That was the most impressive thing. You know, they just wanted to keep talking about it, and that was really, really cool. Yeah, that, that would have been the exact story I would have told. Yeah, that was a real highlight because, like, the smiles on the faces of them and, you know, the, the way they talked about it, and they just thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever. So... Yeah. So, um, Mary Collis asks, and this is, uh, this is for our, our other podcasting partner, Anna, who is in, in the chat room. Uh, Mary wanted to know if there was an Esterbrook throwdown, like a, like in the school cafeteria fight, fight, fight. Um, there wasn't an Esterbrook throwdown because Anna went around the show and bought them all. So there were, there was no Esterbrook throwdown to have. Although, uh, Punky did a good job, um, purchasing up some Esterbrooks as well. And, you know, if you're new to the pen show and you want to buy something vintage, Esterbrook's the way to go. There's so many options and there's such cool pens. Um, and I didn't get an Esterbrook this year. I usually try to buy one. Um, and I just never got around to really shopping for it. You really kind of got to shop for those and, and really look at there's because there's so many options of barrels and nibs. You got to spend some time shopping from Esterbrook. So. All right. Uh, Derek asked, and I, I want to get your answer to this one, Mike. I want to know specifically how the beer and coffee was at the Sassafling. This is the party at Knock. So what did you think of the the beer and coffee samplings? Really, not just at Knock, but over the whole weekend. Um, coffee was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really think anything specific about the coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punky Casey had some crazy coffee that I don't even want to get into. 
Oh, I put the link in the show. We're getting to it. If okay. you don't get to it, I'll get to it. Okay, so you can explain it, but it was just yeah. basically when he was explaining this coffee to us, it was effectively letting us know how much we should have before it will kill us. Like that was <laughs> yeah. an actual conversation. Um, so I was I went very easy on that, and it tasted very very good. But I was yeah, I was a little bit um I. When I'm in a country that's not my own, I try and avoid things that could potentially put me in the emergency room. <laughs> uh, and so I tried this coffee, but but I didn't get through an entire uh, vial of the coffee. And yes, they yeah. came in vials. Yeah. Um, the beer at the at the Sassafling was, which is the party that we had at Knock, was really great, really yeah. really great. I can't remember the ones that I had now. Um, I, mm-hmm. think, I think I had one of the Amber. Uh, one of the amber beers mm-hmm. um i had a few more as well and, and i really really liked them oh i had the hop lantern as well mm-hmm. uh i really really liked that yeah good, good beer good beer from red brick yeah so red brick hooked us up like something fierce i even brought some of the hop lantern home and the uh laughing skull i think i had um was excellent and cullen whitmore brought us a bunch of beers from st louis which i can't remember the name but those were outstanding and a huge hit and um oh yeah i had one yeah. of those as well yeah yeah they were fantastic yeah. i had to have one because they came from such a such a journey yeah and then punky was walking around with different samplers of of four beers that he oh. brought special from his collection um and i won't even pretend that i i know the names um he was basically the whole weekend between his beer and his coffee he was trying to kill us yeah um, every everything everything he brought me i was worried was gonna knock me down because those beers <laughs> yeah. were really good but they were so strong yeah, they're you know pretty high uh, ABV, you know like twelve percent. Some of them, um, a couple of them were really good. A couple of them I couldn't do. They were real not my style. But um, apparently I enjoyed the most expensive and hard to get one the most. So I'm kind of hosed on that deal. But he gave me some other names um, to to try. But the back to this coffee, um, it's essentially with being the non-scientific person that I am, it's essentially coffee extract. All the yeah. toxins and tannins and acidity and all the bad stuff is ripped out of this coffee in a chemical process. And so it's just like pure coffee and caffeine. And it tasted really exceptional. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was you know, weird because it didn't taste like coffee. Right, like right. It tasted like blueberries. Right, so like the name of this stuff is the black blood of the earth. And we'll have a link uh, in the show notes where you can go read the story and see all the uh, chemistry behind it. And you can actually purchase this stuff. And uh, I would actually consider it. I enjoyed it. It's something where you need just like a shot of something. And uh, it's, it's really super. So I, I'm, I'm interested in that. So I was, that was really nice of him to bring all that stuff for us. Yep, Definitely. All right, so Todd has a really good question here. He says, fountain pens get all the headlines at pen shows other than the Lamy 2K multi-pen that I bought. Any non-fountain pens strike your fancy? Do you have anything? Not for me, no. Yeah, I, there really wasn't much. And honestly, I didn't get to shop around that much. Well, except um, Retro like, 51s. Yeah, I was going to say. I ended up not buying any um, mm-hmm. for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I convinced a couple of people to buy one because there were some really, really nice ones there. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't. I just didn't really want to spend the money on one um sure but i like looking at them and that's the only thing that i would have bought anyway there were some really nice vintage mechanical pencils that uh were making the rounds and i know a few people picked up a few i think Anna might even picked up one um those were 
pretty well sought out and available at the show, and those were kind of uh, neat to see, some some really nice uh, pencils. But I did not pick anything up, um, and nothing that I, like, totally had to have. All right, so Sebastian Morissette asks about bung box inks so we talked about that a lot and he can he wants me to elaborate about that brand um i'll do what i can it's basically sailor i'm a huge fan of sailor inks they perform really really well and their colors are amazing lots of really neat colors that no one else is doing the problem with sailors main line inks is they're super limited in color not in availability they make like eight colors so what they do sailor back home in japan what they do is work with smaller fountain pen stationery shops to manufacture their own lines of inks and bung box is one of these shops bung box is a really really small store in japan but is really well known and respected and sailor makes a bunch of inks for them and when i say a bunch i think we're talking like between 25 and 35 different colors just for bung box the only place in the world you can get these inks but what bung box is doing since they are so nice such nice inks and have become so, so popular they're starting to you know work with a couple people like van s pens who had them at the atlanta pen show and i picked up you know a bottle of uh, the one i bought was silent night which is a dark blue um, they do this for other companies too, like they're mentioning in the chat room. Kobe Inc. Kobe um, is another store, and they have about 40 inks, different colors than what Bung Box carries. So, and I have some samples of the Kobe inks that I, I still have to review. So, it's just really a good Sailor ink in colors that you can't get regularly. And since I'm such a huge fan of Sailor inks, I talk about them all the time because I. I just really like how these perform, and I especially like the colors that you can get them in. So that's kind of my my short version of the Bung Box inks. So it's uh, it's basically Sailor inks made for a specific shop in Japan that is now getting a little bit of availability um, around. And I know a lot of um, groups do uh, group buys, you know, different message boards, things like that, Reddit. and So you can always kind of uh, get a hold of Bung Box inks. So I need to give you some samples, Mike. I don't think you have any. Yeah, I don't. I didn't even try any. Yeah, yeah. They have uh, one of my favorite blue blacks, and they have one called Sapphire that is just top notch. So you'll 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 be reading more about them. Um, I still have a bunch I need to review. So I have four bottles now, so I don't have a problem at all. All right, let's talk about another one of our our good friends. He definitely has. A problem and it's a good problem to have um he has lots of pins and he needs somewhere to store them so why don't you talk about our good friend mike dudek and dudek modern goods dudek modern goods is a sponsor again for the pen addicts we're so happy about we're very lucky to be able to spend some time with mike dudek and if for any reason you haven't yet wanted to pick up one of these products i'm going to talk about in a minute like having spent some time with a guy like i just urge you to go and do it like my dude mike dudek is one of the nicest people on the entire planet um he's so kind and like caring and just a great person uh and he you can tell whenever you talk to him about his stuff like so mike makes just fantastic pen holders right they're all made of wood, like solid walnut they're just these yep. beautiful things um, they're made by somebody who really understands pens 
and like you know the Dudek products for example they're all big enough to fit any of my pens in because he understands right how chunky <laughs> some of these things can get yeah. um but yeah whenever you talk to him about his stuff and he talks about his work his face just lights up he mm-hmm. clearly loves what he does, and I think he puts that love right back into his products. Mike decided that he needed somewhere nice to put his pens as he was getting more and more into the fountain pen world and just the pen world in general. Um, and he couldn't find anything that he wanted, so he created his own products. He's super passionate about this. He just loves doing it. All of the products are handmade, so all of Dudek Modern Goods products are handmade in Arizona from solid walnut. They have a distinct modern and mineral design. They're going to look good on your desk today. They're going to look good on your desk in 30 years because they're going to keep and they're going to keep that real traditional, modern, like it's an. It's like I was talking about with Harry's, right? It's got, it calls back to the past, but it's done in a modern way. It's really great. He has six different designs um, that you can pick from with a bunch of different options that can hold uh, pens and notebooks as well. Um, and I mentioned the Cube earlier, which is a project that he's worked with on Karis Customs and they're getting ready to ship uh, the Kickstarter stuff out, so I'm sure you'll have more about that soon if they'll be able to purchase after the Kickstarter, and those ones are made out of aluminium, so which is why you work to Karis Customs, but the stuff that you can buy right now is, is all the walnut stuff, but you should just go and check it out. If you go to dudekmoderngoods.com, that's D-U-D-E-K-M-O-D-E-R-N-G-O-O-D-S.com. Of course, there'll be a link in the show notes. You'll be able to find that there. Um, you can get 10% off until May 8th, uh, of any product on uh, Mike's store by using the code PENADDICT. So any 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 product in a Dudek Modern Goods store, you'll get 10% off if you use the code PENADDICT. Mike ships internationally with very reasonable rates. Remember, Walnut is heavy, so it's not super cheap, but they're very reasonable. He tries his best to keep that down, and he has shipped to over 20 countries so far. Um, so there you go. Get 10% off with the code PENADDICT. Thank you so much to Dudek Modern Goods for sponsoring this week's episode of the PENADDICT Podcast. Yes, so I am ordering the daily as we speak. I keep meaning to order that one. And let me type in Ben Addict <laughs> before I forget. Yay, discount, 10% off. Um, I need one from for uh, my office at, at my jobity job. Um, and you would think I would just steal one from my desk at home because I have three or four of them already. But they have stuff in them that I don't want to I don't want to unstuff them. So I just want another one. So um, I, I'm going to get the daily, which is perfect for the office's three pen holder and notebook in the back. So yep. I, I'm I'm totally getting this. I have three Dudek mm-hmm. products. Literally every pen that I care about lives in one of these things. Yeah. If I don't care about it, it ain't in one. If I care about it, it's in them. Yep. Exactly. So all the stuff I want to get. Um, yeah. If it doesn't if it doesn't live in there, it can. Uh, can go go hide away in the closet so yeah yep. that's uh good stuff good stuff all right thanks dude for sponsoring us and uh look for my order momentarily all right so i just talked about van s and the bung box inks so uh lisa van s had had a couple of questions one she was asking about the folded nips which became a huge deal at most of the the pen sharing event that you and i missed so if anyone hasn't seen um Matthew Morse's folded nib work. You need to go to his website. We'll have that in the show notes. Um, and I don't know a lot about them. Jeff picked one up with a holder, but um, check out what Matthew does at, at his site and, you know, figure out these folded nibs. But it's basically a large dip pen that does some really crazy 
line width variation and it's really cool it's basically like painting with a fountain pen nib it's pretty cool and lisa also mentioned about um seeing the older pen people are now acknowledging the benefits of social media um including the the, sh the guy who runs the pen show there um and she's saying it's about time so that was a real kind of thing that we saw you know it's starting to social media doesn't hit some of these old school um things like fountain pen shows very very much so i think you know maybe we'll start to see an influx of that um if not i would hope to uh at least uh see a little bit more a little bit more change so and and maury it says the same thing you know how nice it must be for the older collectors and dealers to see passion for pens and the demographic that we brought to the show and it was obvious if what there was one thing that was obvious throughout the whole show was the younger crowd was out in full force so that was pretty cool um bump was he in the chat room earlier no so uh robert who made it to the to the show and into the knock party he wanted to know how my new lamy multi-pane cleaned up it did real good um i want to get it a little bit cleaner on the inside but it really you know the old ink cartridges i just trashed the mechanics work well i have zebra sarasa um uh, oh, excuse me zebra charbo x gel ink refills in there works like a champ i am having a hard time putting that pin down it, it's hard coming back from a pin show mike like i have like five new pins mm -hmm. and at, at one time that's really hard to like use and love them all so i'm still trying to figure that part out <laughs> yeah in a way it's kind of a blessing that i can't use the sailor yeah yeah so do you know what i have been some... using what so i'm totally cutting off your story so no, in 2011 I... thomas hall sent me two edisons <laughs> no it, was two, it wasn't 2011 it was no. Um, yeah, hang on. I'm going to go get the letter that he wrote me. All right. I think you're looking at British dates. I think it was 2014. And your backward date system. Yeah, 2014. Yeah. It, okay, it was in January 2014. Oh, so, yeah, pretty pretty long ago. So yeah, You guys had the backward one. So, <laughs> oh, you heard, you heard all that? <laughs> yeah. A year and a half ago, he sent mm. me these. And... I've been sitting on them, and then I was scared to use them. And I mean, do you remember we were talking last week about how, like, now I have the confidence to use other people's pens? Mm -hmm. Like now, I now if he sent me stuff, I'd be totally fine with it. But before, I was worried I was going to break them. Um, and there were two nibs. There was a point eight and a point three Masayama Coast of Italic, and I can't remember a hundred percent which nib I have now, but I'm pretty sure it's the point eight. Yeah, you'd uh, know if it was the point three. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, because I think I tried one. I was like, nope, can't do it, can't do it. Yeah, and yeah. I am in love with this pen. So I think you got the pearlette. Yeah, he gave me the pearlette. Yeah, which is so yeah. nice that he gave me one. I love that guy so much. Um, yeah, really. Thomas Hall is one of the just the best people. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's, it it writes like a dream, man. It's just absolutely fantastic, and I've been using that a lot as well this week. Good. Yeah, that's um, it's good to try to get all these pens in use. What I've started doing was writing out all my thoughts because I haven't wrote written my recap post yet for the blog. Um, I'm way out of sync on, on blogging right now. I I don't know whether I'm coming or going and trying to get things published, but I'm gonna work on my. I'm, I hope to get mine out this weekend because I have to take pictures. But I was using all my pens to write down all my notes and just rotating like every paragraph. You know, like the four or five pens that I brought home. 
and uh, just so I can I can get to use them. And oh man, your uh, black dot dash notebooks are good. Oh, good. You've that been using paper them? is good. Good. I'm glad you like it. I've been using it for ink tests and stuff. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's the fountain uh, pen ones. Really, really great. Yeah, I'm digging it right now. I'm using it uh, for our show notes with a needlepoint nib, and it's working great. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuart Hasley asked a question that's kind of related to some of the previous questions. Did you fully answer was... the question? Sorry about the lummy. Yep. Yeah, okay. it's it's good to go. It's cool. solid. Cool. Um, the only thing I wanted to do with the Lamy is try to date it. I'm thinking it's early '90s, but I, I want to try to figure out how I can how I can date that thing. So, well, you we'll know, see. it's before the wall came down, right? Right. So that's my <laughs> Which only. Which is one of the funniest things. <laughs> not that there was a wall. It. I mean, the Berlin Wall was a horrible thing. That's not what I'm laughing yeah, yeah. at. But the fact that you know, what did it say? Like, was it say West Germany on it? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just funny to me to see that. It's like, oh yeah, there was the Western East Germany. <laughs> So Stuart asked this question, do you feel the bigger pin manufacturers make an effort to connect within the community? I have a really a hard time answering question. that question. That's a super, super good question. That's like an entire podcast. Um, I'm going to go no in the general sense. I think there's some inroads being made. They're very small and very sporadic. There's no concerted effort, um, certainly directly from manufacturers. I think they still don't get it. They're still old school distributors that have been dealing with the same people for 20, 30 years. And they don't have the understanding of necessarily what like the social aspect and this whole aspect that we have. Um, or, you know, that like what we brought to the pin show. So I think there's work to be done there. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, th- there's some effort but i think it's really small and i I mean i'm okay with that we get a we have more contact with the retailers right because they have more direct you know reason to to get their name out there to sell pins and things like that whereas the manufacturers themselves you know usually they're hidden behind a distributor and things like that other layers of of bureaucracy so they don't have that direct line of communication with like the front lines if you will so I, that's something to keep an eye on and something, you know, I want to work on and, and you know, see if there is is more of a, a, a way to get them more involved. So Joe Lebo asked us, do you feel do you feel closer to online friends after meeting in person? No, I'm laughing at the chat room. Sorry. Oh, what are they saying? Punky is freaking out about your notebook paper. Uh-huh. Because he's oh, all good. like, oh, yeah, you know, I like it some. But it's like, no, this is the chosen one of notebook paper. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad to hear that. It's such a new product. I am just dying for feedback on that because, you know, I know how I feel about it. But until you get into other people's hands, you don't really know. So I am super excited to to hear that. So it's just great it, for fountain cool. pens. Like there's no bleed through or anything like that. It's, it's really, really good notebook paper. Yeah. Really, so really I'm, good. I'm reading his uh, his. Uh, chat now and yeah we can't totally reread everything that he said but uh it's it's very positive (laughs) (laughs) so do i meet do i feel closer to online friends after meeting in person absolutely how can you not but i mean we kind of knew how good this community was online but then to get so many people in the same place together just knocked my socks off and just really you know nailed any thoughts i had on that of how great these people are um, that are involved in this whole fountain pen and 
should not say fountain pen, but pen, pencil, paper community. Um, yeah, it's it's legit. Yep. This is another interesting question from Mitchell Hislop. He said, if there are no pen shows near you, any worth traveling to? That's an easy question. Yes. And he says, is it worth noobs starting their own? That's a super interesting question. Um, I don't know. I, you, you want to say yes. Um, but I haven't had time to like formulate my thoughts on that answer, but I thought it was a really good question I wanted to throw out there. And, you know, it's, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Um, I think it's an interesting idea and worth exploring. Um, but pretty tough at the same sense because there's already kind of like a, a tour around the country of pen shows, you know, and fitting something else in separate from that would be an interesting idea. I think it would be more do well to pose it more as like a, a convention type thing, like pen con or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, looking at what, looking at the amount of people that came to this, I think in a couple of years time, we could do our own. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely mean that as well. A couple of hundred yeah. people. Oh no, I think about it all the time and have different people coming to speak and, and do more than just, um, you know, have like a, a pen show. It'd be more of a, um, more of an event, uh, conference type thing if you will than just a show so yeah i think um it, it's certainly worth continuing conversations around that because um of what we saw this past weekend speaking of seeing wow that was really good of me oh look at you golly i'm professional this week's episode of the pen addicts brought to you by warby parker glasses should not cost as much as an iphone but way too often they do and this is where warby parker can help if you go into an optometrist you go and get your eyes checked. I know that last time that I did this, um, it set me back. This is a few years ago. It set me back like the equivalent of like four hundred and fifty dollars sure. to get my eyes checked, to buy some frames that I liked, and to get the uh, lenses that I needed with scratch scratch proof coating in them. Right, that's how much it cost. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at just $95. This includes lenses. These aren't ugly, cheap-looking designs at these prices either. Because Warby Parker, they make great looking stuff because they believe that glasses should be viewed as a fashion accessory, just like a bag, a shoe, a necktie, a hat, or even a watch. And of course, at prices like $95, you can have a few pairs and you can choose from them, right? They want you to look good in your glasses, and you will with Warby Parker glasses. They also have a titanium collection um, made that these are all made of Japanese titanium with French non-rocking screws and including prescription lenses. These are at $145. See, I say about all the premium materials and you think they're going to be way expensive as 145 bucks, including lenses. And all of Warby Parker's glasses include anti-reflective and anti-glare coating. This is at no additional cost. They all have a come of a hard case and a cleaning cloth. There's no additional stuff that you're going to need to buy. But the best part about Warby Parker and their experience is the home try-on. Brad, you have done a home trial for Warby Parker. Can you talk me through what you did? Yeah, so I'm a glasses guy. I've worn glasses for 35 or more years, I'm guessing. And I've never been a contacts guy. I just like glasses. I don't like contacts. And it's just my thing. And Warby Parker's style has always been something I've enjoyed. The style of glasses speak to me. So I did the home try on. Um... And I picked out five frames um, from their site. You go through, there's a little, um, it basically walks you through the process on on their page. 
to do the home try on and you pick out the different frames they send them to you in a box i think it came in like two days it was super fast two three days open up the box and all these different frames that i picked out online are there for me to try and stand in front of the mirror and have my wife you know either love them or make fun of me for the weird things that i picked out um you know, I, I try as hard as I can. I try to pick something different than what I've always worn, which is, you know, like a tortoiseshell plastic frame, you know, just a real traditional looking style. But, you know, that's what Warby Parker does very, very well. So I picked out five frames, started trying them on. I uh, got the wife and kids involved. We're all looking at them and we all came to the same conclusion, which I was hoping for the most. Um, and it's the most... Um, different frame than what I currently wear and it's called the Nash where the style is very traditional but I'm getting it in the clear crystal which I've always wanted clear crystal glasses mm. um not just because you know I'm fascinated with Andy Warhol and he used to wear those style of glasses or not because I'm you know like a preppy deep down inside and and love that style but it actually looks really good on me um, I, I think I can pull those off and, you know, I like to do something a little bit different. So I'm got the Nash clear crystal frames coming and it should be pretty sweet. I'm kind of excited about this. It's, it's going to be awesome. Cause the, I guess the good thing is right with the home try and you pick all the ones that you like, and maybe you wouldn't necessarily go with these, even <laughs> though you've always liked them, but you can show them to your family and they can yeah. tell you. If you look good. I'm laughing because Shireen said uh, demonstrator glasses is what I'm getting. Oh, That's so yeah. perfect. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. Huh. That's good. So, yeah, I got uh, I got other people uh, to, to take a look at uh, what I had going, and uh, it, it was really awesome. And then when I was done, the next day, I just uh, threw them back in the box. They give you the like the UPS label, you prepaid stuff. You just pop the label back on and, and drop it back off. Like I dropped it at the UPS store and it was, it was gone. So it was real. They make the process really, really easy and simple to, uh, to do this. So I'm looking forward to getting these glasses. Awesome stuff. You should go and try this out for yourself. It's just, you know, there's no harm in trying. Once you play, once you, you, you basically order, can order the home trial for free. Then once you place your order, Warby Parker will get started on them right away and have them in your hands within 10 business days. They usually arrive even quicker than that. Go to warbyparker.com slash penaddict to, to choose your five free home trial frames. Send the frames back, choose your favorite pair, and order. By visiting that URL, warbyparker.com slash penaddict, you'll get free three-day shipping on your final frame choice. Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk-free with free shipping all around. And you will also be contributing to a charitable cause as for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair to someone in need. Thanks so much to Warby Parker for supporting this show. That URL again, warbyparker.com slash penaddict. All right, so we've got a final few things um, from our favorite online follower, Mr. Toffer. Had some great questions for us, Mike. So... The first one we've covered, what was the pin you regret not buying at the show? I actually have no regrets, and I'm really happy about that. I'm really just genuinely satisfied with what I went for, what I got, what I came home with, and what I'm using now. So that um, that was great. So that's the last of the legitimate questions. Now he wants to know, I saw a bunch of you went to a Waffle House. What other bad decisions were made? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best decisions any of us made 
and we made it daily, and there were no regrets no regret, whatsoever yep. no from regrets. the Waffle House. No regrets from Waffle House at all. Yeah, so that was Mike's first ex- Waffle House experience. Um, you know, he didn't get the full um, scattered, smothered, covered, chunk, diced, and topped. Um, and apparently there's some new uh, new thing they're adding to the hash browns. But um, I think you did pretty good there, Michael. What was what was your take on the Waffle House? Five-star restaurant? I enjoyed it. Like, the waffle was good, right? And I, I yeah. just, on two occasions, I had waffles with bacon. Um, because yeah. a lot of the other things did kind of intimidate me a little bit. <laughs> it was in the parking lot of the hotel. Like, you know, you couldn't not do oh, yeah. it. It was totally within stumbling distance. Although and, I did uh, love the hotel breakfast. Yeah, you were you were all about the hotel breakfast. Mm-hmm. I couldn't drag you away from it the second day. Um, and I, I got some grief for uh, being a Southern boy and choosing that over the Waffle House. But uh, we did good. Hotel breakfast was good, too. Yep. So, All right, Toffer also wants to know, I see that Jeffrey Seamster was there. What did he steal by hiding it in his beard, or is that strictly for contraband? Um, I yes love Jeff's beard more than, like, I think members <laughs> of my family. <laughs> so there's a good story about Jeff's beard, and that was when we were shopping. And I think I may have told this story once already. Jeff and I went, uh, he wanted me to go walk around the show with him on f- Sunday afternoon. And at that point, he had his newborn uh, one-month-old baby with him. So he strapped the baby to like the uh the chest holder like the baby bjorn is what the the kind of the normal term for it is so it's just a um holder so that he can have his hands free the baby's sitting on his chest and it's got a cover over the top of it so you actually can't see the baby it looks like he's just walking around with this patch on his that pouch on the front of his, his chest and the beard's so long it drapes over the top of that so as we were rocket walking around the tables i was telling the people that he's like stuffing stuff into there under his beard um just so everyone can't see it it's not really a baby we're just like pretending and like swiping stuff which was obviously not true but um it was and it was funny to walk around with him looking like that everyone enjoyed it thoroughly thoroughly um my favorite thing is to watch jeff eat some stuff because it looks because <laughs> you don't see his mouth open so it looks like he's just shoving things into his beard yeah like chips or what i would call crisps <laughs> I was basically yep. every he was eating some some crisps and every time he ate one I just burst out laughing every single time. <laughs> it just looked so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, so uh everyone enjoyed the beard and the beard's gotten so much love, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Toffer also wants to know, did anyone overdress? You know there's always one person that does. I don't think there was. I think we were all dressed appropriately. Um it's super casual, comfortable. You're gonna be in those clothes all day. Um which was unfortunate for me and Mike because it was a long day of being in those same clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I might have to pack a little bit differently if there's another pin show because um, I was getting ripe towards the end of the day. Yeah, maybe we just I'm not, need I'm to, not afraid to, to say that. Maybe we need to institute mandatory T-shirt changes. Yeah, when we're going from like 7 a.m. to 1 a.m., it's it's going to get a little bit rough by the end of the day, but yep. there was never uh, never any overdressing. Um, but it was it was solid. Um, T- Toffer did say one more nice thing, I, and these other things are nice too. But he w- did have one more question. He said, "Did the Notco table sell out? I hope it did. You all make great stuff, and I wish you the best. That's super nice. Um, we sold out of some items, but we planned properly, so we didn't sell out." but we sold a crap ton, way more than I would have imagined, and yeah. I had nothing imagined ahead of time. But it was a huge, huge success 
from Knox's perspective. And I'll talk that a little bit more um, when I do my write-up, um, just because a lot of people are asking like how we did as a company there. Um, so that was super. So I want to wrap it up with one more item, Michael. I was going to say about the selling out. Yeah. If we would have sold out, I don't think any of us would have lived to have told the tale because yeah, you brought a true. lot of stuff. And if you would have managed to sell out, I think that we would be having a very different kind of conversation right now. <laughs> yeah, we'd probably be hooked up to IVs like dehydrated. <laughs> I don't think like, I would have made it home. <laughs> yeah. We definitely need some fluids if we sold out because that would have been just crazy. Yep. All right, so you brought something special to me to test out for the first time ever at the Atlanta Pen Show, a pen I have lusted after and desired for well over a year. So why don't you tell everyone about what you brought me? Well, I still I still stand by the fact that this was the rarest and maybe most anticipated pen of the pen show, mm-hmm. which was the Visionaire. Because the nobody Visionaire. else had one, right? And everyone oh. wanted to see it. Literally, every, I had people saying, did you bring it? <laughs> like, yeah, I brought it. And I get it out and show people. And everyone had the same sort, like a similar kind of reaction, but I want to hear you say it first before I spoil your thoughts. Um, but this is basically the, the Brad trying the Visionaire for the first time is going to be in the Kickstarter video. So we did mm-hmm. it just after the show. And that currently, um, we're hoping to have that out very early May. We'll have some more to say on that shortly. There is 150 gigabytes of photos and videos um, that needs to be looked through. Uh, by Stephen, Mark, and Josh, uh, the great people who came down to uh, Stephen of, of Relay FM fame, um, who came down to help us out with that, and they were fantastic. And I've seen some pictures, and those guys, they they really know what's going on, and I'm so so excited to share the video with you guys. Um, yeah, but we'll have more to say on that shortly. Um, they just need to start going through it. Yes. So, the visionaire. Here's the the best way I can explain it in pen show terms. So you have the silver metal barrel. And if I saw that pin sitting on someone's table at the show, like in one of their trays of their their pin displays, I would see it sitting there and I would reach out and pick it up. I absolutely would. It's pretty good looking just from an external aesthetic uh, point of view. Except for the engraving. Except for the engraving. The engraving is like comical. Yeah. So that's not good. But just in in general terms, if I saw it sitting there, I would probably reach for it and pick it up. And then it kind of all falls apart from there, um, figuratively and literally. So when you arrived, you traveled with your fountain pens um, inked up. And you did have a little bit of a leaking problem out the nibs of some of them, including the Visionaire. Which that was the worst. Yeah, so the Visionaire was the worst, and not just that, the other ones cleaned right up. You cleaned the Visionaire too, and then found it leaking the next day, and the next day, and the next day. It's just a really poorly made pen. Yeah, I it's mean, just no yeah, getting the whole time. It. The whole time, it, it, it was always, always ink on the nib. Yeah, so the weight was good, the style was good, the feel was off because it just wasn't mechanically sound. Um, it didn't feel like I talk a lot about when you're writing with a pen that you really don't notice the pen. It's like one coherent unit and there shouldn't be any rattling movement, odd spaces, anything. And the Visionaire doesn't have that. It's not a good feeling pen. 
in the hand and then when you go to write with it the nib is super average you can tell it's it's a very generic nib um there wasn't necessarily anything wrong with the nib it wasn't overly scratchily scratchy it wrote it wrote okay but when you if i handed you any other pen that was sitting around and you compared the two side by side you'd go you would like the other one better it's just it's everything that we thought it was right it's a very low dollar mass produced pen um you know it's like a five or ten dollar pen that you would just buy and destroy and then buy another one it's essentially a disposable fountain pen um for what it was and um yeah i don't have anything really good to say it about it i don't have anything extraordinarily bad to say about it it's just not very good yep so i mean and uh we'll, we'll cover more of that in in the video but um you could tell pretty quickly how poor of a pen it was once you had it in your hand so i feel sorry for anyone who um who spent their money on that and um luckily it wasn't too too much to be a a huge deal breaker so that's our visionaire love and um you know that's uh it's pretty amazing that the visionaires made it this far just in our, our talking I know. I mean, I... <laughs> that it's like still a thing. It's, it's become like a meme, if you will. It's just, there's always something you can relate to the visionaire and, uh, you know, we love signing birth certificates with it. So for everybody that like, for everybody that tries to, uh, that asks me about it, the way that I try and explain this is it's not a good pen. It's not a bad pen. Which is fine. The problem is, is the way he marketed it. Yep. If he took out the birth certificate thing and just said, like, I've worked really hard on the design with people in China or whatever, I think he probably could have had a similar result to what he had. Mm-hmm. I also have a different theory about this pen, um, which I shared with you, is that we have all slightly misunderstood what the original pitch was. And that it's actually been tested and it works really, really well on the paper they use for birth certificates. That's my new theory. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and that that we just slightly misunderstood what he was saying and it's basically just the perfect pen for signing a birth certificate with. That's my new theory yep. about the visionaire. All right, we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to let you go with that. And I think we will we will end it on that and um, go sign some birth certificates. Sounds like a great least, idea. Yeah. So we're now on our way to episode 200 because uh, we're at episode 151. Uh, that's where you'll find the show notes for this week, relay.fm slash penaddict slash 151 or in the show your favorite uh, podcast app of choice. If you want to find us online, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can find Brad at penaddict.com. He is also at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter and penaddict on Instagram. Um, I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter and Instagram. And, and you can find more shows that I'm on and that we do over at Relay.fm. Thanks again to our sponsors this week, Harry's, Dudak Modern Goods, and Warby Parker. And we'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>